That's right, hold on, let's get this party started the proper way. I might have gone a little overboard with that uh, that intro song. I was having some fun today. Oh, wow, you can see my, my new uh, ring light in my lenses. All right, let me take that off. You can actually see me. Hey, howdy, hi. That's right. I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and this is another live quarantine edition of Paranormal Almanac. That's right. I got a new ring light here to kind of even out the light so the camera doesn't flicker, but you can kind of see it uh, in my lenses. Whatever. That's all good. Well, we got uh, we got Don. Hey, a couple weeks ago, you did a haunted Canadian location. You did the one in Amherstburg. I've actually been there. Really? I want to hear about it. Tell me about your experience at Amherstburg, because that's cool as hell. Nick, I need that shirt. That's right. This is my Pee Wee Herman custom, uh, I almost said bowling shirt, custom Hawaiian shirt, my Pee Wee Herman custom Hawaiian shirt uh, from that one company that's not giving me any money, so I won't be... Uh, I won't be promoting them for free. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Justin's here and Paul's here. Oh, Paul's not here. That's too bad. Todd is here, though, and Rodney's here. I like this. I like the fact that Don is over on Twitch. And the reason I say that is I'm trying to get this show out to even more people. And to do that, I need people over on Twitch. So if you have a Twitch or if you want to create a Twitch... Head on over to twitch.tv slash paranormalalmanac and make sure you click the follow button and then right next to it is a little bell. Click the bell if you want notifications of when I go live. But the more people that I can get to watch over on Twitch, I know it's a dumb thing. It's a whole new way of watching me. I, I, look, if you don't want to do it, I totally get it. But if you happen to like Twitch and you want to do it, it helps me get this show out to even more people because Twitch has already said, oh, you're doing actually pretty good. You got some followers. 
you just started, you're actually streaming quite a bit. So they want to help get the show out to even more people, which is a good thing. The more people that watch the show or listen to the show as the podcast, or later you can watch it on Twitch or on Facebook, the more people that watch these things, the more of a following I get, the more of these that I can get to do, which is what I want to do. Oh, thank you, Justin. Please, yeah. Head on over to twitch.tv slash Paranormal Almanac if you want to. If not, I totally understand. There's, I mean, how many more things do you need to be checking? You know, first it was MySpace and then Facebook and then Twitter and then Instagram and then TikTok and then I get it. I totally get it. But if you want to, twitch.tv slash Paranormal Almanac. All righty. I hope everybody's got a drink. I hope everybody's doing okay. There's fires out in California. There's earthquakes in North Carolina. There's thunderstorms and hurricanes. And it's going to be 110 degrees this weekend here. So it's it's crazy weather. It's the end of the world kind of weather. But I really hope that uh, you guys are all safe. You guys are all happy. And I really hope that you guys want to call in. Because that's what this show is all about it's right. It's another live call-in show. If it's real, come on, keep it real. If it's real, I want to hear your paranormal experience. Nick, have you seen the YouTuber Spooky Links? If so, what's your opinion on that whole haunted doll situation? Funny, you should mention that. I think it's Monday. Pretty sure it's Monday. Right here on Twitch.tv or on Facebook.live. Um, I'm going to do another video watch party. We had such a fun time on the last one. We debunked some. We questioned some. Some we couldn't answer at all. Some just fucking blew our minds. But Eek, who was watching that show, said, Hey, when I asked, Hey, what do you guys want me to do another... If, you want, if I do another one of these video watch parties, what do you want me to do? The instant first answer was haunted dolls. So I have been watching a shit ton of haunted doll videos that we will be the viewing, showing, whatever, on Monday's video watch party. So, hey, there we go. Twitch time. I like that. Uh Oh, Twitch is being twitchy. We, it keeps buffering. I don't like that. Really? I'm watching it on my Twitch right here. I have to have it down below. Alex, hey, howdy, hi. Um, I'm kind of watching it down below, and it looks okay to me, so I don't know what's going on with that. Hopefully it clears up. But um, anyhow, there's going to be a live watch party with some Bigfoot videos. I'll hint, I'll tease it right now. With some Bigfoot videos, with some haunted doll videos, with some UFO videos, with some ghost videos, with some creepy freaking videos. Some real, some will debunk. Some possibly real, some will debunk. But it's a lot of fun. It's just good, clean fun. No call-ins, no nothings, just us having fun watching videos the best that I can do with my technical difficulties with this, but I had a lot of fun on the last one. Everybody else said they had fun too, so hopefully you guys will check that out. So Dawn says it's about, uh, Amherst is about 30 minutes from me. Every year near Halloween, they do a ghost tour with a giant group of people. Usually they tell ghost stories and things that have gone on in the past. When I went, I didn't experience anything, but was still real. But it was still really neat. Next time I'm out that way, I'll take some pictures of the building. Yes, please, Don. I would love that. Definitely check it out again. Let me know uh, what it's like to go over there, because I would like to check it out. I would like to check out a bunch of paranormal hotspots, but uh, you know, 
that whole quarantine pandemic thing, he's kind of getting in the way. It's kind of screwing me up here. Okay. So, yeah, Nick, I really hope you tune in. I, like I said, I think it's Monday night. I already put it up uh, like a little schedule. So please check the schedule. Pretty sure it's Monday night. It is, it's a lot of fun. It's just good, stupid fun. It's us watching spooky videos together as a whole. I like that. I really like that. Okay, but let's get into tonight's episode. And to get into tonight's episode, we need a caller. So if you have a story, if it's paranormal, if it's true, doesn't necessarily have to be your story. As long as it's true, call me at 818-732-9399. Once again, that number is 818-732-9399. If I don't get a caller in the next couple of minutes here, I'll jump into some of the stories that I have prepped for tonight. But I really like to get right into the calls because I have a lot of fun talking to you guys. So, uh, in the meantime, we got only, we have a few people. We're only 13 minutes in. We have a few people. Oh, there we go. Now the numbers are jumping up. I like that. Alexander's in the mood for some good stories, as am I. But if I don't hear from the callers, I'll start telling the stories that I have prepped for the show. And I do have some uh, listeners who said, hey, I can't call into the show for various reasons, but here are my stories. I'm saving those for Saturday night. So Saturday night, I got some listener stories that I'll be reading. None of those are for tonight, but I do have a couple of news stories that I thought were kind of neat. So let's just get right into it. Wait, what is this? What what happened, Kevin? What did I miss? Different deities like, but oh, ah, yeah, we could, I could definitely check into that. Yeah, I like that. See, that's the kind of stuff I like is different stuff, um, different ideas for uh, for shows, for topics, for video watching parties. I like that a lot. All right, the first story is, Hiker believes he might have found evidence of Bigfoot. Now, this one happened in Logan, Utah. Matthew Wentz, who is a believer, he says he does have some skepticism, but he came across something last month in the Bear River Range, a large footprint that he thinks was made by a Sasquatch. Now, he's an avid outdoor person. He hikes, he hunts, he fishes. He knows those woods very clearly and he knows tracks very clearly. But he came across something that he can't explain. He says, most people think Sasquatch or Bigfoot is a joke. I have multiple friends that are older than me that have seen stuff around here. They're credible, but they don't really talk about it. You know, someone that has seen something and it scares them, they don't really want to talk about it because they don't want to be ridiculed. And that's sad that that still is happening, but boy, howdy, is that happening a lot. But he says, a lot of people don't realize something like this could exist. He said he didn't see the creature on June 5th, but he came across a print that he cannot explain. One print, he took a photo of it. He says, uh, I'm definitely skeptical, but this thing is huge and there's no animals out there that could be making it. Unfortunately, this news story doesn't have a photo of the Bigfoot or a print, or I'd be sharing it with you guys right now. But regardless of that, he thinks he's seen a Bigfoot. He thinks the Bigfoot are going where he's going. And he had uh, he saw a Bigfoot uh, print uh, as proof. Hi, Sean. Hey, welcome to the party. Uh, once again, we are waiting on our first caller. The first caller is always the hard one. Once we get over that hump, everybody else seems to kind of like lighten up and be like, oh, all right, I'll call. Getting over that first call. 818-732-9399 if you have any paranormal stories. But... Let's continue on. This one is, uh, you know, near and dear to my heart. A Loch Ness monster sighting has baffled 
people. A fireman spots a 12-foot hump in the water near kayaks, and there's a video. So hold on, let me make this, let this video buffer for a second. Hold on one second, and then I'm going to show it to you guys, see what you guys think. Okay, let me get over to that. Share screen, yes please. Here we go. So it's over. Oh, he, you'll see it. He's zooming in. Give it a second here. All right, so right here, I can't see crap. This little red circle means absolutely nothing to me, but in a second, you'll see it a little bit better. So it's just like a little wave at the moment. Let's skip ahead. So there's some kayakers, and he's noticing that this spot, this wave, seems to be heading for the kayakers. Uh, come on, baby. Let's get up to the video here. Let's get up to the spot, the humps. Okay, now it's kind of hard to see, but it's right here. And this thing is moving towards the kayakers. It's the only real wave that he said that it was out there like this. And he said it did, it did seem to be intelligent and it did seem to be moving. And let me, and of course it's a terribly crappy video, but hopefully you guys can see, hopefully you guys can see this little wave right here. Alrighty, let me get, I'm hoping that you guys could see that. It was a little bit spotty on uh, on this broadcast, but I'll post it on the Facebook page. You guys can watch it on your own dime. Um, it's, it's a little bit clear uh, when it's not being streamed by something. Alex asks, if I got my own TV show, what's the first thing you'd want to cover? Boy, that's a good question. I would want to cover... Ooh, boy, that's a tough one. Because that wouldn't be something big like Bigfoot, because those shows are usually like, you know, four or five seasons long. It would be, it would be a haunted location, something small that I could traverse the whole thing, like a tiny hotel, not like the Stanley Hotel, although I would like to go there. Uh, it would be a small hotel or house that's haunted. There's a house that's in Indiana that I think uh, Zach Baggins or whatever bought and then demolished, but... Uh, that kind of a house where it's a small one family house or even better i would like to talk i think the debbie moffett story that i've already done i think that story needs to get out to a lot of people so i would probably make that one of the first episodes if not the first episode do a full in-blown or a full in-depth you know full-blown investigation of the Debbie Moffett story and all of those photos. I would really like to deep dive the symbols that are on those photos that she still has, because there's a lot of evidence for that story that I think that um, that I'd really like to get into. I would like to get into it anyway, but uh, obviously, once it's all safe to do it again, I'd like to get into another and do another episode with Debbie Moffett because I think Todd was amazing by getting me in there, Todd and Jamie, but. There's so much more to that story that never made it to my episode that I would really like to deep dive. Tim says he can call in with a story. Call in, Tim. 818-732-9399. And if you guys haven't listened to the Debbie Moffat episode, please. It's an early episode. It's a really older episode, but it is a fantastic episode. I was in the house where this demonic thing happened, where everything happened sitting at the kitchen table with Debbie and Todd and Jamie discussing it. And it wasn't until way later that a listener said, hey, and you caught an EVP. And we had to go back and listen to the episode to find out, holy crap, we caught an EVP on that Paranormal Almanac episode. So it is a fantastic 
fantastic story that I think needs to be bigger, needs to be out there. All right, let's do this. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt, it's Tim from Tucson. How are you doing, buddy? Tim from Tucson. Hi, good. How are you doing, sir? Oh, we're setting our, you know what, off here. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, is it hot over there? I'm, I'm assuming it's about the same as here, huh? Or probably hotter, even. Uh, it was 109 today. 109. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we're getting that uh, tomorrow and over the weekend. So, geez, 109, that's just brutal. I know. It, uh, uh, you make friends fast with uh, people that have a pool. <laughs> you got a pool? So. Let's be friends. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hey, I uh, I enjoy your... Uh, I found you on the podcast oh. and have enjoyed following you and your success. All the way, I listened to you all the way up to 100 and beyond. Oh, awesome. Thank and you, sir. Appreciate that. I uh, love your success and the way that it's growing, so I, I, uh, I enjoy you, and, Thank and you. I love your, just, you know, kind of your, uh, you know, no bullshit, but let's, uh, let's uh, see what's out there. So, um, when I, when I listen to I've been thinking about this, it's, it's, it's not really a big deal, but I remember moving to Tucson, I must have been 10, and we moved to Tucson from Kansas, and we got this house here, and we're all excited. And my brother and I uh, had our, we had a room together. We were sharing a room in this house in Tucson. And we had a cat that absolutely lost its, you know what, just freaked out anytime it came into this room. It'd walk in and it would look beyond us, uh, look around and split. Um, you know, it's scary, you know, if you're, we're eight, nine, ten years old. Um, eventually, this becomes my room. And um, I remember sleeping in this room, and I could be laying there, and I would hear the door open, uh -oh. and I would hear footsteps rock to me. I could hear somebody breathing over me, and oh. then leave, and the door would shut. And I was absolutely scared to death. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd be scared nowadays, but at 10? Holy shit. So I, I, I remember looking to see if it was my mom or my dad and it wasn't you know it's, it's dark um but every night the door would open and the i would hear footsteps on the saltile tile i could hear it coming in stop over me and i would hear breathing and then it would turn around it would two or three minutes and then it would turn around and leave so i absolutely lose my my shit one night and i get up and i go screaming to my parents room and they walk through the house and there's nobody there um, but through looking back now, I realized that there were some paranormal, uh, paranormal activities happening. There was, there was the cat that was freaking out. Sure. There were doors that would, that would open and close. Um, you know, just, just odd things that were happening. Oh yeah. But this, but this is the kicker. So I, we used to walk to school and one day the fire trucks go by our school and we could see off into the, into the neighborhood that there was a fire at somebody's house. We're all excited, you know, we're third, fourth, fifth grades, and there's a fire engine driving by. Well, my brother and I walk home, and that fire was at our house. And a fire had started in our house. Holy crap. Nobody was home. It started in the master bedroom. Could have been anything, right? But it was suspicious enough that they came out and investigated. They couldn't figure out anything. And I thought it was the ghost. I mean, I, I knew there was a ghost. There had to be something happening. So, um, off and on, um, things continue to happen. We live 
lived there for maybe 16 months, okay? And we move out. Fast forward about 35 years, uh, 30 years later. The house is up for sale. I call the realtor. I say, hey, my mom uh, lives in town. What do you, I, we're not going to buy this house. What if we come and look at it? We just want some old memories. Oh, sure. Said, you know, I'd love to show it to you. Um, you know, it's on the market every other year. So people only live there about 15 to 24 months at a time before they move out. Really? You know, it, yeah. I mean, it's just got a track record of, of um, scary ghost stories. So we go there, we laugh and all this stuff. So one day, um, uh, about five years after that, I'm running by, I'm um, running through the neighborhood. I live close and I'm running by the neighborhood. I'm taking some pictures with my phone to send to my buddies and say, hey, remember this house? And the neighbor is up on the roof, or the, the owner of the house is up on the roof. And he kind of looks at me and goes, what are you doing, dude? And I said, hey, I, I used to live here. Um, no big deal. I hope you don't mind. And so we, we, he's up on his roof. I'm talking to him. And I told him, I said, when I lived here, the house was haunted. And the dude paused. And he looked down at me and he goes, what? I said, yeah, there was, there was a, I swear to God, I was 10. There was a ghost that would come in and walk on the soft heel tile, stand over me. He's like, whoa. He goes, that happens now. Holy crap. I'm like, what? And I said, well, I said, oh, my gosh. I'm like, well, you know, I said, is the layout still like this? And I said, there's a master bedroom there. I said, you know, there was a fire there, you know, 40 years ago. And he goes, he goes, on some nights, I still smell smoke. What the I hell? Still smell that. <laughs> I can still smell the fire from that, you know. I mean, so, like, I don't know what it is with this house, um, but nobody can live there longer than, than two years. The ghost continues to haunt, um, and I, I'm scared to death to even drive through that neighborhood because of those ghosts, you know? So wait, they never, did they ever discover what caused the fire, or? or... They, they, they never did discover what caused the fire, and, you know, um, nobody was home. Um, so there, it couldn't have been, you know, somebody that was, I think, uh, you know, could have been anybody there that was starting a fire. Um, it wasn't an electrical thing. It was just a fire on the bedspread. So I'm 10, so I don't really remember too much, but sure. I Sure. Oh, sure. And then when uh, you, uh, when yeah. you and your mom visited the house, did it look, you know, basically like it looked when you guys lived there? Was it creepy? Was it cold? Was there any weird experiences? I, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. Dude. Really? I mean, I, I walked in and I'm like, oh my God, there's something here, you know? And so I think, you know, that, that cat, and the reason I talked about, talk about the cat is, is, you know, animals see that stuff. I mean, they oh, just walk in hundred percent, a hundred percent. So this cat's like, this cat looks at me and goes, dude, I'm out, you know? <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it wouldn't, it wouldn't, um, come into that room, um, at all. I mean, it was just, it wouldn't. And, um, I walked in there and just, just, just the, the tingles. You know, my the hair on the back of my neck, and I got some some shivers. You know, and I and I, I just like, man, there's something here. Um, you know, and the the realtor, this lady said, you know what? She goes, you know, this is the second time I've sold this house, and I looked it up in the records, and it sold, you know, had sold sold like twelve times. Jesus. Over the over the thirty years. I so, mean, so something is like. Like I was just out. saying, like I was just saying, I would love to investigate a small one-family house 
that is haunted. Sounds like you have the perfect house that I could eventually someday, when I, you know, knock on wood, get my TV show, I could investigate because it's got some paranormal activity that not just you have seen, that's that new owners have seen. That's insane. Come to Tucson, there's a history, you know, I mean, you do a little uh, pre-production on this, you can probably find, you know, four or five previous owners that have been... Oh, yeah, easily. Oh, yeah. I I thought these people have, you know, have left, you know, it's it's not uncommon for people to move every, you know, every once in a while, but, you know, 10 or 12 times over, you know, 25, 30 years, people have bailed on this house. Yeah, that is not a good, that's not a good track record for a house, and and there's very few reasons why that would keep happening. Nothing that would structurally, I mean, there's the house is structurally fine, so it has to be something bizarre like that. Now, is it just me? I've been to Tucson. It's been years, but my grandparents used to live in Tucson when they were still around. Um, is it just me, or is Tucson just kind of a creepy town anyway? Like, when I got to Tucson, I was like, this has got a weird vibe. You know, uh, Tucson, obviously, in Arizona, but, you know, we, we pride ourselves on being, you know, we kind of, you know, keeping Tucson uniquely weird and different yeah. from the rest of the state. You know, so it's got a cool vibe. It's got a, you know, it's got kind of a, you know, uh, you know, kind of a funky, uh, you know, um, people have lived here multiple generations and just, you know, old, cool houses. Oh, definitely old, and, cool houses, yeah. There's actually a church yeah. that my grandparents took me to that has a wooden figure of, I don't know, a saint or something that you're supposed to lift its head if you want to. And if you can lift its head, you get your wish. And if you can't lift its head, you're cursed or whatever. <laughs> Do you have any idea what the fuck I'm talking about? Because I can't find this now, thing. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll, I'll send you a note. And you, can, you can bring it up the next time. I, but, you know, there's, you know, Tucson is, has, you know, was, was, you know, Southern Arizona was such a, is, is such an integral, uh, you know, part of Mexican uh, history, Mexico's history. That's very that, true. You know, it's, it's, it's just seamless, you know, so, you know, kind of that whole, uh, you know, the saints and the, and the, and the, you know, the prayer candles and all these things, you know, it's just, you know, moved here when I was 10, it's just, it's just part of your life to drive by and see roadside chapels and roadside, uh, you know, um, you know, things for saints and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was so, tons of that stuff when I was driving around with my grandparents and I'm like, this is bizarre. It's just not... And, you know, like, it's not California, obviously it's not California, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's not California. It feels like, like you were saying, it feels like I accidentally drove into Mexico and it's an entirely different culture, but it's very bizarre. I liked it. It it is. And, you know, people will move to Tucson and and there's, it's very common for people to say, you know, I moved here 20 years ago and I thought I was going to keep moving on, but I I found my place here. And I think that happens in Tucson is people will come here for a different reason. Maybe the Air Force or college or something. And I'm like, I just fell in love with the place. I kind of so, dig that. I can get behind that. All right, now you know, total... you know, if you've watched the show or if you've listened to the show, that, that my next question is going to be: any other paranormal experiences that you've had? It's okay if you haven't, but I always ask this. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, uh, just just one. Um, you know, I I live in Midtown Tucson, and there's just some old, cool, funky houses. Um, and just, we were, we were, um, we're doing some yard work in our backyard and it's just, you know, these houses are kind of, they're not hodgepodge, but you know, they're, they're, they're 70, 80 years old. I'm digging this backyard and I hit this thing and it is a buried, uh, statue of a saint. I can't tell you what it is, but it is, it, I mean, like, I don't know where it came from. 
you know, I don't know what is what is happening, but I'm telling you, the the vibe in the house changed. The vibe in the house changed. Really? For, so you found this for, buried saint, and you were like, yeah, let's bring it in the house and see what's and, up. You know, we've all seen the mother, the you know, Mary Magdalene, you know, these statues. I couldn't tell you what it is because the paint was off and it was old. I mean, it, it could have been, you know, buried in the 70s. It could have been buried in the, you know, this house was built in 19. Holy crap, that's crazy cool. And, and I don't, you know, know um, if somebody had blessed the house. But I mean, you know, that's, so that's, it's not super spooky, but it was that's, just like. No, it's a little spooky. That's a little on the spooky meter, especially like, you know, you, you know, getting kind of spooked out by bringing it in into the house and the vibe kind of changing. Well, what happened to the, so what was, happened to the, the, the statue? I'd put it back. <laughs> <laughs> nope right back in the ground i like that that's I a good right answer back there and i just anytime that somebody comes over i said don't dig here there's a water line and don't dig over there because you don't want to know what happened so. <laughs> tim is a smart smart man from what i'm finding out yeah I, i'm with you man <laughs> holy crap well see this hey, I've been... yo sorry go ahead go ahead no no go no ahead. you man no go for it well hey i was gonna tell you, you know i i've been listening to your show and i've been listening to you you kind of grow into this um, you know, you're talking about a TV show and people are asking you, um, you know, what would you do? And, you know, you've got, what, 150 shows under your belt? Oh, yeah, you easily, know, yeah. And, and podcasts and, you know, I've, I've listened to your to your writing and to your delivery grow. And, and I think, really, you could pitch a show. I mean, I watch some of these shows on, you know, on paranormal stuff and UFO stuff. I mean, and you got the same chops as these guys. I appreciate that. Yeah. I really do. I actually I mean, was really, in the I mean, process of pitching something before all this crap happened. Um, they said that they told me a while ago, they said, hey, if you hit 100 episodes, you can pitch to us because we want to see if you're in it for the long haul. And I got to the 100 episodes and they listened to it and they were like, this is awesome. Come on in. And then all this shit yeah. happened. And I'm like, OK, I guess, you know, we'll get around to it someday. But yeah, no, I thank you. I really do appreciate that. That's awesome. What a compliment. I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I worked in TV, you know, on, on the, on the broadcast news side for a long time and, and, and in management. And I just listened to your style and, and I, you know, I, I could just, I could hear you get more comfortable and your writing and your delivery. And then when you transition to live, like right now, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, that's, you know, I, I you probably would have 20 plus shows. Yeah. Live yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You know, so I, I, this, this craft's going to come to an end and, and, you know, so you keep pitching that show because you, you, you got it, dude. I've been watching. Ah, this is awesome. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Kurt, you can do this. I mean, it's just bad timing, you know, because of, of the, the COVID and then, and sure. so keep, so stay hunkered down because we want you around. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey Tim, thank you so much. This is a bit the biggest compliment that someone could give me. I really do appreciate that. I love doing it. So finding out, like, I didn't expect anybody to listen when I started doing this. And the fact that it's like around the world and there's someone like Mitchell from Australia is watching this right now, but I get like emails and, and messages from around the world. It just blows my mind and, and compliments like yours. I, I, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, it's incredibly generous and incredibly kind. And I really do appreciate it. Well, I, and I mean it and I, you know, anybody can podcast, you know, with a, with an internet connection and a microphone. And, but if you don't have content and you don't have, if you're not genuine, don't have passion you know you're not going to resonate with people and that was those move on you know but there's a reason why people stumble across your podcast maybe they search for ufos or something they 
listen and then they stay and they and they save your podcast or they put it in their favorites. Yeah, man, yeah, that's key. I gotta. I mean, that's. I gotta pay you if I ever get a TV show. You're getting a check, <laughs> man. This is an amazing compliment. <laughs> Holy crap! Thank you well, so if, much. If you ever need a, if you ever need a letter of reference, so I, you know. But seriously, you do a good job, and I and I love listening to your stories, and I love the way you uh, you uh, you know you continue. You get people come in, and you you uh, you pull their story out of them. So that's good. That's, that's the market. Hey. Of, that's awesome, and I, I definitely, I definitely will hit you up for that because this is the nicest compliment ever. I love this how this show started. And thank you so so much for calling in. I literally cannot right, thank you enough. Thank you so much. Now you're you're doing good work. I love listening, and I'll uh, I'll I'll get off so the next person can tell their story. Sounds good. Thank you again. Holy crap! Like I'll see you. Uh, thank you. I'll see you. All right. So that's just that. You guys got to try and beat that call. First, I got a cool story. Then I got an incredible compliment. Like, uh, yeah, man, this is, uh, yeah, I think Kurt's blushing. No kidding. That Tim's a cool freaking guy, right? And what a great story. Uh, look, from from his mouth to who's ever ear, I really hope he's right because that is my goal, to make this my day job, to do a radio show, a podcast or a Twitch show, a internet show, a TV show. That is my goal. 1000 percent. I uh, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep on keeping on and doing what I'm doing because I like to do it. And then when I do these shows, I like it even more because I get to talk to cool people like him and cool people like you. And like I was saying, there's some more people that popped in during that call, like I said, Mitchell's all the way from Australia. Hey, honey, hi from Australia or from America to Australia. Holy crap, I love that. Adrian said uh, this sweet Latina friend of mine told me about a run-in she had with the Hat Man when she was 16, living in Mexico. If you want to call in, if there's more to that story than what you typed, if you want to call in, I'd love to hear that because if I can get a Hat Man story every live episode, which is, I think. On average, we pretty much have one. That's awesome. There is something to this Hatman thing, and it's way it's way bigger than even I thought. And I've seen like cheesy documentary YouTube documentaries on it and everything, but it is way bigger than even I thought. This thing is being seen around the world, and every time I think, all right, that's got to be about it, I get listeners or listeners friends like Adrian's friend that have seen the Hatman. Look, I can kind of get behind some, like, skeptics that say, you know, when you're in sleep paralysis, your mind is still dreaming in your body or whatever, you know, that crap. Your body's asleep, your mind's awake or whatever. But it doesn't explain a shadow person with a top hat. I like this. Let's keep going. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, this is uh, Jennifer calling to tell you about... Um the what I don't know what to call it um I see a it's like a black smoky object it's been with me for about six years now um it comes by every like three-ish weeks if not like when I'm stressed out it comes by more um about six years ago I've had it touch me before like on my back is it and always when you're in bed? Huh? Is it always when you're in bed? Um, it's always at night, around like twelve to like four in the morning. 
Okay. And it's always a shadow person. Um, is it is it defined shadow person, or is it just kind of a blur? It's not a person, but it has been growing um, these past six, seven years. Um, five, six, seven years-ish. Um, my sister has saw it before. Um, in the old house that I lived at, um, when it first appeared, it had touched my lower back um, while I was on my phone at night, about to go to bed. I turned around, and I thought it was my cat, but it turned out it was like this, about this little bit bigger than a basketball figure. Okay. Darting out um, there's room. I screamed as any reasonable person would do. <laughs> yeah. And yep. my sister was like, what was that? And I was like, you saw it too. And she's like, yes. And I was just, we woke up my dad and we searched the whole house. We had my dog searching, nothing. Every, every window was closed and locked. Every door was closed and locked, blocked. Now, we could not find anything. Did your sister describe it the same way you described it? Yes. Really? So you both independently saw this same kind of weird, blobby, shadowy thing? Yes. And to this day, I still see it, and it's getting bigger. Um, it's longer than a baseball bat. Uh, well about the size of a baseball bat now and about like it's it's getting real really big really big and how often do you see it now um it appears more lately which is kind of terrifying um it used to be down on the ground but now it's up on the ceiling when i see it oh um, really so it's not it's not just like kind of hovering right in front of you or on like right above the bed it's actually going toward the ceiling yeah now is this the same i assume it's not but i want to ask anyway is this the same room that you've always been in or have you moved to a new location i have moved about four times since i've seen it and it has shown up at every house i've lived in wow so this thing's following you and yeah. I'm sorry, how old were you when you first saw it? Um, I was 14. In, all right, that's an no. interesting age, but uh, it's interesting wow. that you still you still are seeing it now. Um, yeah. there's I mean, a, there's... it went away for quite a while. Oh, okay. But, um, well, it went away for like six months and then it came back, but it's just like, it pops up and then like it'll like it'll go it will just like go down like my hallway or like it'll it looks like it goes through my mirror and I'm just like okay I'm going to bed and I told my mom this and I don't know it's pretty freaky um oh definitely now I feel like it's getting cold so it's getting cold Bold. Oh, bold. Like, oh, interesting. Care. Okay. Like, and has it, like has the, has it, has it ever passed through you or connected with you? It has 
touched me, but I, it has not like physically gone through me before. Okay. Wow, this is a this is a, a hard one to figure out. I'm trying to place like what it could possibly be. Um, the fact that it's seeing more and more, the fact that it's now going closer to the ceiling, like there's a lot of really bizarre aspects to other stories, but they don't connect to a ball or an orb or a th you know a, a thing, if you will. It's so I'm, I'm. I would describe it as an orb, yeah. And is it now when you say it's a shadow, is it darker than black, like darker than a shadow should be? like it's like a mixture of black and like gray like the very dark gray interesting now have you tried to have you tried to like cleanse the room use sage or anything like that or try to expel it at all or is it just always just been this thing that's always there um i am native american and oh and my like we don't necessarily like have a name for this per se, um, but I have cleaned the whole house with sage. I have sweet grass mixed in with it. Um, I also have cedar leaves above every single window and every single doorway and pathway through my house. Wow, you know what you're doing then um, for sure. Yes, but it just has it's not phased at all like whatever I, it is i would like to i'm not i'm not well adversed as i'd like to be with with the native american um paranormal stuff if you will but i would i would hazard a guess that the fact that your native american has to have something to do with this it has to be connected to it because again it's not a typical shadow person hat hat man you know poltergeist it's no it's got a little bit of everything but it does seem to be something completely unique and different um I, i'm very curious have you have you looked into your your native american heritage to see if there is something that is described like this i mean i've been looking into asking one of my elders about like this type of thing and if it's like dangerous or if i should just like leave it be yeah but i have not yet been able to reach one um i mean i have resources too but i just don't really live close to them anymore um but yeah i'm hoping maybe they'll know more about like what i'm seeing and, yeah like, i really recommend that. that 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 would be my only suggestion was to kind of track down the Native American side of this and see, like you said, like talk to your elders, find out what is part of the lore, especially for, you know, your area or your tribe or however you want to say it, because I have a feeling that there's somebody that knows exactly what this thing is. And if it's something that should be expelled or like you said, or if it's just something that's always going to be there, but because it doesn't seem to want to hurt you, it just seems to be there. It, yeah. It just scares the oh. fuck out of me. Oh, God, yeah, and like, rightfully so. Sometimes I just want to say, can you leave me alone? I want to sleep. But it doesn't stay for longer than, I would say, three minutes. The longest it's been was about three minutes just darting. 
but but three minutes i mean it doesn't sound like a lot but if you if i was to say all right everybody i want you to just sit quietly we're just gonna be completely silent for three minutes that's a long time to have an experience like this especially something like you said that's kind of creeping you out kind of keeping you from sleeping that's a that's a a long time i'm impressed that you aren't like yeah. nope i'm getting the fuck out every time you see this thing i mean i've grown like kind of used to it but like i want it to leave me alone now kind of over it <laughs> but it is very like scary and like i tell my mom or i like i'll text my mom when in the middle of the night being like uh i saw it again or like something like that and what did your what did your parents say did they believe you or just kind of blow it off to be like oh it's childish man imagination or what yeah uh my mom actually showed me your podcast she wants to know what you think of what i see oh no i believe that you're seeing that. um i think it's a i think it's something to do with like a poltergeist though like i think it's because it, it gets worse when she's stressed out. I'm so, so glad she I, said that. When 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 you said it started when you were about 14, and I was like, oh, aha. 14, uh -huh. that is yeah. a huge indicator of a poltergeist. But the fact that it stayed with you when, more, when most people kind of grow out of that phase or whatever you want to call it, it does, that, that was a big red flag of it could be a poltergeist. So I think your mom is on to something. Yeah, always is. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I think it's a polter. I think it's some sort of poltergeist. I just, I've never heard of a poltergeist that's like strictly visual. Typically, I'm more familiar with ones that kind of like break things or. Oh, know, definitely. They're like, very destructive. Yeah, I yeah. Think it hits that easily. Like, yeah, the other night, but because my cats weren't up there and nothing, we don't have rodents or anything like that. And and she's right, a poltergeist technically would not just kind of stick to you, it would mess with the whole family. It would it would especially with moods and, 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 and mood swings and anger and everything like that, it would definitely lash out every now and then. But I like I said, I'm not as familiar with Native American paranormal folklore as I should be, unfortunately, and I'd like to be I'd like to learn more. But I'm guessing it's some kind of poltergeist. There's some connection to it that you, not you know, unwillingly or unwittingly, brought it to be when you were about 14. That makes a lot of sense with the poltergeist. But the fact that it's sticking around and not messing with you is something unique. It's something different. Yeah, and it will like it was opening doors in her room until because she has like storage room doors in her room, and it was opening doors in her room until we put up the theater. Once the theater went up, the doors didn't open anymore, right? I totally forgot to tell them that. Yeah. Interesting. So the open. But it doesn't come downstairs. It doesn't, because her room is upstairs, and she has, like, the whole upstairs to herself, like... Does it, it does did it open downstairs. the doors only when she was home, or when she was gone as well? Only when she was home, I think. Pretty much only at night. Yeah. That... Very active at night. I would bet you $10 that's going to pop up tonight now. That's really connected. A lot of the, I mean, there's a lot of pieces that connect to the poltergeist theory, um, uh -huh. if you will. That, that this is a this is a different one. This is unique. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I would definitely yeah. still try and try to go down the road of the Native American road, but I think I think she's right. I think your mom is right. I think that there is some kind of poltergeist aspect to this, and unfortunately, it's just one of those things that just kind of peters out on its own, or you outgrow it, or whatnot. The fact that it's sticking around with you is bizarre, but it's not hurting you, so I'm kind of okay right now. I'm sure you're not. You want it to be gone, but I just meant I'm glad that it's not hurting you, but this is a really different yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to say? I was just going to say, the house was not haunted before this thing moved in. So, like, it's before I moved in. Yeah, so, like, this is the only... Um, this is the only, like, extra thing living in the house other than the living beings that were invited to live here. Sure, sure. And so, the fact that it's it's moved with her, it's definitely connected mm-hmm. to her. I mean, there's definitely that connection, yeah. that physical connection to her. Um, and yeah. you, have, you, have, you have physically talked to it and said, like, I don't want you here or no? That's what my mom asked me. And I said that I'm too scared to talk to it sometimes. Well, there's there's a twofold theory with that, and that's why I was wondering. Um, the theory one is if you were like, "Hey, I don't want you here anymore. I want you to go," it might leave, but you might anger it by all of a sudden you're talking to it, saying like, "Hey, get out of here. I don't want you here." So, you know, I'm not telling you to talk to it. Yeah. It, Oh, Todd's got an interesting theory as well. It might be a djinn, and that makes sense, too. That connects a lot of the same dots as well. Oh, that's... I don't know anything about either. They're more uh, middle... They're somewhat like genes. Exactly. Exactly. And they do, they do connect to one person, and they are very connected to that one person. And again, they are affected by mood, so... Can somebody give you a gin? Can somebody just like hand it off and be like, "Hey, this is yours now"? Uh, uh, yes, I have heard stories of not necessarily handing it off, but the gin kind of going like, "I'm done with this person. I'm going off with this person," and and being connected. But the 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 fourteen age, it really sound. I mean. The fact that you said 14 really kind of connected it to a poltergeist for me, but Todd's right. It could be a djinn, and he's he's right. He said they're called a bunch of different things across different cultures and religions, but it does sound familiar. So, yeah, I mean, I would... I can't, I can't tell you to talk to it, but some part of me really kind of wants me to tell you to talk to it. And it pops up next, well, let's say the next time it pops up, because I'm pretty sure it's going to pop up now that if it's listening, it's going to know. And try, like, I don't know what to say to it, but... Yeah, Yeah, because the only other thing that I said was that she can ask for the white light to protect her from it. Yeah. But I don't know if you ever... Yeah, definitely try to yeah. do the whole, like, um, you know, sage and protection and everything like that. But you can also just talk to it, you know, rationally. You don't have to be like, ah, get away from me. Fuck you. I don't want you. You're evil. But you can just say, hey, you know what? You're scaring me. Please go or please stop that. Or what do you want? Um, but never invite it to stay. Do not invite something to stay. Def- definitely, I wouldn't recommend that. Unless, 
I mean, I wouldn't recommend that anyway. Just, yeah, no. Yeah. I did that once at a different home where I was just like, it's okay if you're here, just don't bother me anymore. Someone's like, don't invite it to stay. Sure, sure. Well, you know what? I did actually say that to whatever it is that's in my house that I was like, hey, you know what? You were here before me. We're cool. Don't mess with me or my dog and I won't mess with you. And and we kind of have like a, you know, a roommate kind of relationship. It's fine. But if unless you're a thousand percent convinced that that's going to be the end result and I kind of was, I wouldn't recommend you inviting it to stay. Yeah. Personally, I, I would want it to leave me alone because you see a black shadowy figure getting bigger as you, you grow up. It, it feels like it's getting older with you. Yeah, that's exactly what it like, sounds like. It sounds like it's growing up with you. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I get I get why you're scared. I get why you freaked out. Wait, crap, I forgot. What, what was your name again? Jennifer. Jennifer. Okay. Jennifer, I, I totally get why you're scared and, and, and concerned. And my only piece of advice besides the whole, like, try to find out if there's any kind of Native American connection to uh, a poltergeist or a gin or some aspects of those um, is to just rationally talk to it and say, Hey, this, I don't like this, this scares me or um, you know, if you have somewhere else to go, please go. Whatever you really want to say, in a calm, rational, cool, slightly demanding voice. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> 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 I mean, I want to make it mad. No, I know, and that's why I said, don't go at it like you know, fuck off. You're scaring me. I hate you. Go away. You're evil. That could go horribly My mom wrong. Also said not to name it, not to give it a name. That's true too. Yep. That's that's the case so for just about anything. Oh, sorry. What was that? My ex-boyfriend named his. Um, he named. What did he name his? I don't know. It was something like. Oh, I don't know. It was like Quan or something, and like he would just like randomly be like, "Quan, leave us alone," or like, or he would be, he would be really like weird and then like. He ended up saying, like, it, it made itself home because you gave it a name or something like that. Yeah, no, I mean, giving a name is giving it power. So I totally, totally say, yeah, don't, don't, don't name it. Don't, uh, don't invite it to stay. Don't name it. And, and, you know, be rational with it. Be calm. Be collected. Don't be rude. Don't be mean to it. But kind of just kind of inform it that, hey, I'm sorry, this is, I don't like this, I don't like X, I don't like Y, I don't like Z. Just just be honest with it and, and see what happens. Also, if you're feeling stressed or tense or anxious, it can feel that kind of stuff. So when you're getting really stressed out, and I'm, I'm saying this as if it's a poltergeist, I'm going down that road again. If, if you're stressed, it's stressed. And the more frustrated you get, the more frustrated it gets because it's kind of feeding off of that from you. So just kind of remember that as well and just kind of do yoga, relax, chill out. If you're over 21, drink, you know, kind of mellow out because that, that'll that definitely set the tone, if you will. My mom's giving me that one look of, she 
<laughs> That's why I said it. The fact that your mom was just your mom was right there is why I said if you're over 21, I didn't want your mom to get mad at me. Uh, but you know, d- you know, then no, don't drink. Drinking's bad. Just because I drink, don't you shouldn't drink. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Say so. Yeah. Only the There you go. There you go. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Let me know what happens, what comes of this, what if, what you find out if you do go down that route with the with the Native American side of things. Please keep us posted as to what this could be, or or what you find out, or how it reacts to you talking to it, um, because we're all here for you. We want to know how we can help other people that are in the same situation as you. Sounds good to me. Thank you for listening. Are you kidding? Thank you for calling. This was fantastic. And thank your mom for passing on the podcast to to you, telling you about my podcast. I appreciate it. Uh, But yeah, please, you know, keep me me informed. Keep me in the loop. I'm genuinely curious and and concerned and um, I guess just curious. I'm genuinely interested in this. For sure. All right. Awesome. I'll put your info from my mom. (laughs) thank you thank you you too thank you so much for calling and please call back anytime i really do appreciate it thank you how cool is she i feel bad that i couldn't be more help i don't like it when i can't be more help it kind of frustrates me um when i can't be more help because that's i know some people call in because they want that kind of help and i just don't know there's so many possible things it could be that's why i love when todd's on here because Todd goes down a road that I didn't even think of to go down. And again, it, it connects those dots. It makes a lot of sense. But before I get another caller, don't call in. Hold on one second, caller. Because it's at the hour mark. And at that hour mark, it is Stitch Pea Break. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Alrighty, we are back. It was a quick one. Um, We're back. Callers, if you want to call in, once again, that phone number is 818-732-9399. Fantastic calls. Fantastic kickoff to to this episode. I got two fantastic callers. I wish I had more info to help her out. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Wait one second here. You mean some of this guy? Is that what you want? There's, there's calls for more Stitch on this episode. Always time for more Stitch, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he's off to go to bed, apparently. Um, not yet, pal. Almost. Uh, anyhow, once again, 818-732-9399. America's dog. That is exactly right. Uh, perfect timing indeed. Stitch knows what he he knows what you guys want, and he's there for it. He he wants to please. He's the best in the world. Um, anyhow, 
Why, until we get another caller, let me read you another one of these stories that I have. First UFOs, now Bigfoot, Idaho is among the top states for the most paranormal stories, or sightings, I should say. That's right, last month, Idaho was named the top spot in the United States for sightings of unidentified flying objects. But it turns out UFOs aren't the only paranormal entity being spotted in the gem state. According to analysis by satellite in by satelliteinternet.com, I don't know, Idaho is one of the top places for Bigfoot sightings in the country. The company last month researched UFO sightings to try and determine if satellite internet equipment, the Starlink stuff that everybody still keeps sending me. Look, I get it. They look like UFOs. They're not. It's Tesla Starlink. It's fine. But they said... We dug into reports from the Bigfoot Field Research Organization and compared it against state population data to see where people have the best chance of befriending a Bigfoot. I like that. That's why I picked this story, of befriending a Bigfoot. Don't fucking shoot Bigfoot. The Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization has 93 reports of Bigfoot encounters in Idaho, meaning for every 100,000 people in Idaho, about five of them have seen a Bigfoot. Those are pretty good odds. That's really good odds. And they said that Idaho has the uh, earned the rank of the fourth place for the most Bigfoot sightings. I didn't even know Idaho was that woodsy. I'll be honest. I'm 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 incredibly ignorant on my Idaho knowledge. They make potatoes. That's about all I know about Idaho. Apparently, that's not the case. They make a lot of Bigfoot. Um, but it goes on to talk about other, you know, data, which is really boring. But the good stuff is, if you want to befriend a Bigfoot, you gotta go to Idaho. Hey, look, Alex, I want to, I want to see Bigfoot too. That's right. Delicious potatoes. It's all I know about Idaho. I know nothing else. Uh, Boise is the capital. There. That's my two things that I know about Idaho. Um. Yeah, I don't think I know anything else about Idaho. I'm sorry, people from Idaho. If you're from Idaho, fill me in on what's the cool paranormal and non-paranormal things to do in Idaho. I could spot it on a map even without the word Idaho over it. I mean, it's got that weird shape. But uh, yeah, I know nothing about Idaho. I'm sorry. I just don't. And from the looks of the chat room, nobody else knows anything about Idaho either. It's not just me. Idaho, you got to step your game up because you're not memorable. This uh, part of uh, Paranormal Almanac was brought to you by Idaho. Idaho. We exist. I don't know. I know nothing about Idaho. I feel bad. But the fact, like I said, that nobody else does, I don't feel too bad. Okay. And finally for the night, unless we get more callers, 818-732-9399. Finally for the night. Does Lake Pepin have its own Loch Ness Monster? That's right. Minnesota's Lake Pepin, or Peepin? I'm, I'm assuming it's Pepin. Or Peepin? No, I, it's got to be Pepin. It has its own lake monster called Peppy. Or Peepy, but God, I hope it's Peppy. P-E-P-I-E. -E. I'm just going to say it's Peppy, because if you're naming your monster Peepy... That's not a good name for your monster. Also, it's not a monster. But it's been spotted by boaters and water enthusiasts for decades. That's right. 
not only has it been spotted, but every local that has seen it has said, it's also friendly. You don't have to worry about being harmed while enjoying your day at the lake. You might get spooked if you see it, but don't worry. Peppy's your friend. I, I want to know more about Peppy. That's right. The first documented sighting of Peppy was on April 28, 1871. The sighting was featured in the Minnesota Historical Society Book of Days Almanac. Not to be confused with the Paranormal Almanac. Peppy is said to have been nearly as long as Nessie, roughly about 15 to 20 feet. It's kind of a wild theory that several skeptics think was crafted to attract tourists to the area. It's possible. And that happens with a lot of lake lore, if you will. They said it could be true, but it doesn't explain all of the eyewitness accounts over the years from people who've said they've seen something huge in the water and they can't explain it. So, according to the Lacrosse Tribune, if you guys are looking to make some extra cash during this quarantine, during this pandemic, and you head on over or you're near Minnesota, if you hook, net, or capture Pepe on film, there is a $50,000 reward. Now look, I'm very new to Pepe, but don't fucking net Pepe. Don't fucking hook Pepe. Befriend Pepe. They said that it needs to be proven authentic, will be subject to an investigation by a University of Minnesota biologist for good measure, but if it checks out, there is a $50,000 reward. And uh, that's about it. So, you guys need some extra money. I'm old Greg. I'm old Greg. If you get, oh, Shane, if you ever drink Bailey's from a shoe. I love it. Uh, Pepe? Peppa? Peppa? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. I just met the thing. And I don't know it. All I know is that I'm already protecting it. So if it's Peppy, Peepee, Peppa, whatever it is, I'm on your side. Don't hook it. Don't kill it. Don't catch it. Befriend it. What city in Minnesota? Oh, I don't know. Let me find out. Let me see if it says what city in Minnesota. Minnesota, Lake Pepin. I don't know. So let's find out together what city Lake Pepin is in. Lake Pepin is a naturally occurring lake on the Mississippi River on the border between the U.S. states of Minnesota and Wisconsin. It is located in the Valley of Bum, 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 bum. I don't know. It doesn't really say. It just says Lake Pepin. It's part of the Goodhue Wabashaw counties in Minnesota. So, that's near you? There you go. 50 grand right there. 50 grand. Go and find Peppy. If you take a lot of video of it, send the video to me too. Alright, let's, let's get to this caller. Caller, you are on the air. Trish from the Michigan area, uh, Detroit area. Hey, how's it going, local Michigan Trish? It's going pretty good. If you tell me that you're uh, eating I'm... better made barbecue potato chips right now, I'm hanging up this phone, Trish. I swear to God, I miss those like nobody's business. <laughs> no, no, I'm not a big fan of the barbecue. But better made, yes. Oh, the best. But um, I want to apologize ahead of time. I live right by a hospital in case when the ambulances go by. Oh, uh, no, no worries at all. I'm just glad that the ambulance isn't coming from you. If you had said, like, hey, if you hear an ambulance, it's just coming to pick me up because I'm bleeding. Like, I'm glad that you're not dying. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but I was thinking about 
orbs, and I had seen an orb at my old house when I was married to my husband, and it was like an orb that I saw that went in front of the TV, but it wasn't a light orb. It was like a shadow. Oh, interesting. So okay. This, so this ball shadow went from one part of the room in front of the TV and across the room. And I'm sitting there going, you know, if that were like a, a light, I would think it was just a car going by. With sure. With of the headlights. Oh, yeah. But a shadow that went across and because of the way I was standing, if it was a actual shadow of something, I would have blocked it, or the TV's light coming through would have blocked it. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it would, as it passed in front of a brightly lit TV, it shouldn't remain a shadow as it's going across. Right, right. And then um, later on, I was in my basement. And I saw another one. And both, both of them were about chest height. And they were both shadows that went across the room from uh, right to left. It was just so weird. Now, and what was the lighting situation yeah. like when you saw these? Was it something where if there was a big window behind you that maybe something was blocking the sun as it went by and it just looked like an orb shadow to you, like a bird was flying by? I'm trying to think the skeptic route, you know? Um, the first time I was upstairs, there were windows, and the thing is, it was late afternoon, so the sun was on the other side of the house. Okay, um, can't, I can't debunk that one then. Yeah, and the other time was in the basement where we've only got the little glass block windows, and those are actually mostly covered up. Yeah, and if it's like most basement little box windows, it, it doesn't go across a full area it's very defined small window area so can't can't debunk that yeah, one either this, yeah and this went in front of a bunch of books we had a big wall of bookcase how big was the orb in front of all my gaming books uh about the size of a basketball oh geez all right it's a good size orb so it's not like a little bubble or anything that's a good size orb i'm sorry did you say in front of your gaming books yes awesome i love that that's sorry. I just I, I got fixated on that one part. I love everything about gaming books. So awesome. I love that. All right, back to the orb. I got to focus here. Uh, orb, interesting. Um, and that's the only a couple of occasions where you saw this orb. Yeah, but I have to wonder if that had anything to do with the building negative emotions going on with the uh, failing marriage. Oh. Very, very possible. Yeah. I mean, again, like like I was just saying to uh, to, to Jennifer, it, it, things feed off of emotions and especially negative emotions. So that's very good possibility. And she was seeing something that was shadowy or be blobby kind of a thing as well. Um, yeah. So two for two with the weird shadow orbs. Um, that's that's a that's a different yeah. one. That is a really interesting one. All right, I guess I guess my homework for for this week is I got to find out more about shadow orbs and poltergeist and gin type things because 
I'm failing miserably on this episode with any possible explanations. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you saw this thing, were you scared? Were you startled? Was like, what was your reaction to seeing it? Um, the first time when it was upstairs and I went in front of the TV, I went to go stand by my husband, who was in a different room. I was like, I just don't want to be alone right now. <laughs> and he was—he looked at me and told me I was crazy. Yeah, I mean, I like, no, you're not crazy, but I can get why he would say that. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. All right, so it wasn't like you were scared shitless you had to leave the room. It was more like, what the fuck is that? I'm going to go stand over here for my own protection. Okay. And it continued. Yeah. and the second time was just, I just watched it, and it was like, okay, I'm going to keep my eyes out. That's all. Um, let's see what's going on. Now, did it navigate the room? Hopefully you know what I mean by that. Like, Or did it just go in its own path left to right, right to left, whatever. They both went just kind of straight across, but not just straight, straight. Like, they did navigate a little bit, but not a whole lot. Okay, all right, so that's, all right, the reason I was asking that is, like, I've had, I had an orb experience with uh, Sean Bishop in, in on Catalina Island that I, I, you know, when anybody says, like, hey, there's orbs in this photo, I immediately go, adds dust, or, you know, nope, and I can debunk that. But I saw an orb that I could not debunk. It was a yellowish orangish light that seemed to kind of navigate. It went, again, like you were saying, basically in a straight line, but it was navigating people as it was going in the straight line. It was something different about it. Like, like you said, it wasn't a reflection. It wasn't a car light or anything like that. It wasn't a headlight. There was something to it. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, want to see one that's light. I don't want to see one that's dark again. I want to see a light orb. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes you got to have shadow orbs, you know. there's there. Don't judge. It could be something good, and it just happens to be a shadow. I, I agree with Al. I, I really, I, Alex was like, I already don't like the husband. Yep, yep, you're right. I'm with you there. But that this is really bizarre, really interesting. And this was the only couple of occurrences of it, and then it just kind of went away? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't live at the house anymore, so. So, good. Hopefully hopefully you won't see a shadow one anymore. And maybe you can see a light one. I mean, that's what I want everybody to do is see the... I want people to see the bizarre paranormal stuff and go, yep, I can't explain that. So, wow, this is really bizarre, really... Uh, again, you stumped me. I got. I, I have homework now, so I, I'm definitely going to look into this. Cool. All right. Well, hey, hey. Well, thank you. No, are you kidding? Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. I really do appreciate it. And again, please call me anytime with any kind of story or updates or anything. I would love it. All right. All right. Thanks again. Bye now. Thanks, Kurt. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. This has been a fantastic show of phenomenal calls. Once again, I can't thank you guys enough for calling in, for telling me your stories. I absolutely love it. This has been fantastic. So, I'm going to call it for the night here. Uh, it, we are just over an hour. It's exactly kind of where I wanted it to be anyway for tonight. So, I want to thank everybody for calling. That's right. I want to thank... Tim and Jennifer and Trish, thank you so much for calling. Fantastic show. 
Yeah, I know that the the ring in the ring light in my glasses. It's really bizarre, right? It does kind of look like googly eyes. It's this is new. I've I've uh, I've I've not experienced this other before tonight. So it's kind of bizarre. Here, I'll take them back off again. But I want to thank everybody that showed up in the chat room. I want to thank everybody that called in. You guys are fantastic. Uh, I can't wait to do this again. I'm doing it again on Saturday night. So if you guys have nothing to do Saturday night, call me then. It's going to be a fantastic show then as well. And I'm going to be doing a live video watch party, if you will, a debunk party, if you will, on um, Monday. So I've got them all. The schedule's already out there. If you're on Twitch, it, uh, it's on there. You can find it. Or if you're on Facebook, I'm sure that's on there as well. But I would love to see you all on the next couple of shows. Fantastic calls. Thank you again. Like I said, thank you again to everything. But before I leave, Tim did find the church that I was talking about. So uh, let me get up back up to that real quick. It is the San Xavier Mission that uh, it has a wooden saint. It's been in Arizona or the Tucson, Arizona uh, region since about the 1700s. Take a look. Look it up. It is fantastic. Thank you, Tim, for finding that. That thing tripped me the fuck out while I was there. It was awesome. Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Samick, and this has been another edition of Paranormal Almanac. And such a lesson, I'm a little bit